Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, good to have you with us. It's great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very good. You know, this is our our program. We usually bring up subjects like the economy more often. Also, we all have often mentioned about about gold, and there's a lot of activities this morning. Gold is up high, uh, higher than usual. But there were some stirrings in the banking industry, a major bank in Silicon Valley. Looks like it's in trouble and people are worrying about how much that's going to spread. Is this the beginning of the big one or is this just one isolated bank? And uh, the question is, is how long will it take to bail, bail out the bank? Because they don't want this to spread. But ultimately, you know, these things spread and they can't control it. And uh, the, uh, the thing that the authorities are facing right now is that uh, they don't know what to do with the interest rates and uh, they're trying to outguess the, the Fed, but how can you outguess the Fed? They can't even outguess themselves. And uh, what they're doing is uh, the consensus with the Fed now is they need a recession because there's too much inflation and you have a recession by raising interest rates. But that goes against what they've been saying for a couple of weeks. That, well, we can we could uh, worry about stock markets more than we have to do, worry about correcting the mistakes they have. So they they have indicated, and of course the market has responded to that, and the markets, the stocks have been going down sharply, and gold has been going up. So it's still a big issue, and it also reminds me of the fact that we partner with Birch Gold, and they're very interested in the gold issue, and I want. Once again, I want to mention to our viewers that if you'd like to get some information from Birch Gold, you can, you know, text him at, uh, at Ron at 989898. And you can get some information. It's free information. Then you can decide from there if you want to get more involved. But I would assume that most of our viewers have an interest in gold. And uh, the big issue <coughs> is it's going to be around for a while. It's been around a long time. And it's, uh, it has its ups and downs. There's a lot of control and manipulation. That is essentially what governments have done from the beginning of time. Uh, they would inflate the currency with diluting the metal. And I see a little bit of that has been done just recently. And they, uh, and they manipulate uh, in a more sophisticated manner in, in the 20th century what our Fed was in charge of because we had the reserve currency. And that was we could control the economy uh, with manipulation of interest rates and can, we can bring on the good times and every once in a while they get the bad times because they won't admit, yes, you artificially lower the interest rates. It fakes it out with the people the investors and the savers and they say wow you know this is a good good time the interest rates are low this is a good time to invest and of course that's the creation of, of the boom so they're they're in in a crisis too because they don't know what to do and I think things will get worse and uh, the telltale sign will be is when everybody knows that their dollar has lost a lot more purchasing power and it's ongoing. So this is the reason we talk a lot about gold because gold has been used uh, over the many centuries to try to stabilize economies and it's also been used to rescue economies after the central banks of the world or the governments come and they inflate the currency, they print the money and they get people to do things they shouldn't want to, they shouldn't be doing. And 
so I think they're at a crossroads right now. Even today might be a big day in what's, what's going to happen. So if you're looking for more info from Birch Gold, just go to uh, uh, Ron at 989898. And uh, I want to uh, go ahead and thank our viewers, of course, for joining us today. And uh, I think I'm going to have Chris tell you a little bit because I think he's going to have a little disagreement with this uh, this uh, headline on zero head. This is not he zero hedge's position. This is uh, uh, somebody's opinion, though. It says recession is needed to curb inflation. Well, that reveals, uh, you know, a big mistake because how do, how do they do it? They raise interest rates is what they want to do. And if you have a healthy economy, if it's booming, Nobody would say, well, the booming economy, it's going to cause inflation. And the truth is, is if you have a booming economy for free market reasons, interest rates go down and prices go down. Anyway, they've been taught differently for about 50, 60, 70 years about monetary policy and Keynesianism. So what now? They're, they, and this week, uh, uh, Powell again announced, changed his announcement. Well, it, it looks like you know, there's going to be a lot of inflation. So we're going to uh, crash the economy and have a recession because when they're in recession or depression, out of, uh, become destitute, prices are going to go down. So it's, uh, it's makes no sense whatsoever, but that is the prevailing attitude in our universities, the prevailing attitude, except for the very few in Washington. It's the prevailing attitude if you want a seat on the Federal Reserve Board, you got to go along with this nonsense. But ultimately, I believe the markets went out, and if there is a requirement for liquidation of debt and, and a correction in the monetary system, the market eventually is strong enough to prevail. And the best example of that was 1971. The predictions were made for decades. Well, you can't have the Bretton Woods Agreement and give the United States the privilege of printing money forever and fix the ratio at $35 an ounce of gold. And everybody knew it wouldn't work. And then in 1971, the whole thing collapsed. But it wasn't because the government decided on today we're going to have it collapse. But Nixon realized something had to be done. But what they were admitting to was the market won the battle and said, you can't get away with the fraud any longer. And it's been continuous. It's just different stages of it. So we'll try our best to deal with the stages right now that uh, they're working hard to give us a recession because that's going to solve the problem problem with inflation. Well, that's not going to happen. Chris. Right, Dr. Paul. As we all know, government likes to spend money that doesn't have. I mean, I think Biden is proposing a six plus trillion dollar budget. They don't have this money. They're 31 trillion in debt. Uh, so what happens is the Fed usually will, uh, will create money out of thin air for the government to then uh, spend. And when this happens, this creates a artificial economy it's a it's a boom it's you know action it looks like things are happening people are making money but it's fake uh you know so a recession is what cures the fake you know the businesses that shouldn't have been started are closed the buildings that shouldn't have been built are you know uh have to be uh, used in other ways so you know so unfortunately people think the recession is the bad part the bad part is when government spends money it doesn't have that the Fed creates. The recession is the cure to it. 
but they don't want recessions. Some people even say we shouldn't even have them. That like the fake should last forever. You know, I believe Janet Yellen said we wouldn't even see a a financial crisis in our lifetimes. Well, look, we're on the on the cusp of one, and she's a Treasury Secretary. So, uh, you know, people have been taught the backwards way, and the only way to fix this problem, a, is to let the recession occur, so all the bad investments and debts, uh, you know, are liquidated, and the only permanent fix is to get rid of the Federal Reserve. Very good. You know. Uh a long time ago, when I was first started reading this and, and the argument about inflation, and they wanted just to talk about prices going up, and that's what you have to deal with, and you deal with that by manipulating the economy, uh, you know, giving recessions when you think prices are too high, and this sort of thing. So I always thought that uh, this was uh, j just a semantics problem. Why don't you just clarify, you talk about, you know, the price is going up for certain reasons, or the economy has to go down, but, but none of this stuff, uh, you know, is what is acceptable. But uh, the, the CP, they want us, and I found it in Human Action, Mises' great book, and he said it's on purpose. They, he said the, the establishment doesn't want you to think about the real cause, which is the, you know, the monetary management, the money manager, the other the people that are causing the trouble. They want you to think of prices, think of wages, think, think of the businessman gouging, think about the weather, think about wars, and all these, make all the other excuses, but they try desperately to guide you away from the Federal Reserve and the money managers. And that's also one of the reasons, once I discovered that, that really uh, what needs to happen, at least the start of the reversal of this, was just get to know what the Fed is all about. And that's why, uh, you, you know, I emphasize so much having an audit of the Fed, because I always believe that the people, if they have the information, they will uh, wake up to it. And uh, the, the, per the uh, distortions though you get from the government are usually, uh, you know, on purpose to, to misguide us. Uh, but their goal mainly is to benefit the special interests can benefit, and that's why inflation is is uh, universally accepted. And there's so uh, everybody has a special interest group, anywhere from the corporate interest. Now we have so many military industrial complex and pharmaceutical industrial complex. So everybody's dependent on this. All types of welfare. So you can't have a free market economy, uh, you know, without uh, an understanding of this. And the the uh, People uh, that oppose what we're talking about in a free market, they like this because they say, oh, look at what happened. You guys want a free market and look, look at what we have. We, you have your free market going on and you get a Republican in and the same things happen. See, that's a distortion and making an excuse because it just happens that if you look at the deficits, it's, that's, that's not a one party system problem. That, that is done by both parties. And if you look at the military, industrial complex but we always see openings and some changes and some are better than the other but basically uh, it is an issue of how can we uh, you know introduce and convince a whole generation of people and and uh, you know compete with the manipulation and the brainwashing they get at their universities and through everything that is government all the regulations that they manipulate that is a job and that's one of the things that we try to do here at the Liberty Report is to get the information where people know why, uh, you know, if the market says you have to have liquidation of debt or it won't, things won't recover, yeah, it sounds like bad news, but it's really good news. 
we know what the problem is. You know what you have to do, and we know it's limited. It's sort of like somebody comes in to see the doctor, and the doctor says, you have a really bad disease, and you have to have a major surgery. And uh, you say, well, that's horrible news. No, it's operable. You can have this out, and, you know, your surgery done and be over with. So if you know and understand the truth, I think it's beneficial and ra rather than trying to hide it. But the reason they want to hide what's really going on, because the special interests immediately want the benefits and they want they want to hang on to their benefits as long as they can. Chris? Yes, very good, Dr. Paul. And, you know, I wanted to talk about presidential uh, the presidents, because uh, while more people than ever, I believe, uh, you know, know about the Fed and pay attention to the Fed, uh, most still do not, but they do pay attention to presidents. And the presidents get credit and blame for what the Fed basically is doing. Um, you know, and I, I believe Trump was a better president than Biden, for sure. But, you know, the economy under Trump, it's very misleading to think that he was some kind of magician uh, because it was money pumping that was pumping up the economy and it made things look good. Uh, so he was lucky in that sense. Uh, right now, Biden's getting the hangover, you know, and Biden's policies are terrible. He, you know, what, maybe 99 percent of them. But this was inevitable. You know, when you have an artificial boom, there's going to be a bust. And whoever's president at the time is going to have to deal with it. Now, of course, Biden is going to deal with it the wrong way. But the point I'm trying to make is it's not uh, it's not smart to fool yourself to think that the Trump years were some kind of economic miracle. They were not. They looked like it. But we're getting now the hangover to all that money pumping, all the spending, all the debt. And, uh, you know, so it's the, the people that watch this show are in a select group. You, you know, it's the Federal Reserve, but most people outside, you know, they think it's Trump. They think it's Biden, this guy, that guy, you know, they're really just where, where they are at the time. And they either take the credit or the blame. Very, very good. And your points are well made. You know, uh, Powell was really in uh, in action this week and making the warnings, and he's he's going to get his recession. Uh, it looks like because it's inevitable. It's just when it's going to start and how bad it'll be and how long it's going uh, to last. But he was arguing that uh, we we're looking at the figures, we watch and think, and it looks like there's strong economic activity, which should be questioned because uh, I I personally don't trust most of the statistics that they give us because it's always a mani manipulation. And but he he's warning this, and then of course he sent the message out: if, if it it's coming, economic activity too strong that we want, so we're going to have to raise interest rates and look at what it did to the market, and we'll continue to do but tomorrow they may come up with a magic pill and convince enough of the investors well we'll shift gears gone maybe they're going to keep keep this thing going for another year or so who who knows but uh, the the uh, inflationists aren't going to give up very easily but there was another clip in the news uh, Chris that I thought found fascinating and this was on anti-war um, by Dave DeCamp who's one of our favorite people to follow and the headline is Zelensky, BlackRock CEO, agreed to coordinate on Ukraine's reconstruction. What? I thought we just spent billions and billions of dollars tearing the place up, you know, paying for all this bomb. 
but I've, I've, uh, I've noticed that over the years and with, when I was voting against the spending of the bombing, I say, who knows, before you know it, we'll be paying for the repairs. It, it happens almost always. Uh, so we end up, uh, you know, getting hit twice. But it's, at this meeting, it was estimated that, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, Zelensky is not bashful. Did you ever notice that? He just comes out, I need some money. How about a hundred billion or a couple hundred billion? Well, this one is, uh, the World Bank has given them a hint on what to do, has estimated rebuilding Ukraine will cost $525 billion or up to $630 billion. They, they don't know, but they're throwing those figures out. Uh, and, and if you don't do that, you're, uh, you're a promoter of terrorism and World War III. So you have to go along with that. Now, I found it interesting because... Uh, you know, BlackRock is uh, is run by Larry Fink, and he is a, a champion, at least when he can get away with it, with ESG investing. Uh, you make your investments not for uh, investment reasons. You take ma the malinvestment that goes on anyway just because of the interest rates and the system we have, and then they add on this that what we do is we are, uh, we are, we are we're very much aware of uh, the, the social climate and the environmentalism and, and, and all the governance and how you can preserve, pre present and uh, provide for great government. So they, they'll go with ESG investments. And I got to thinking, you know, what, uh, how, how is that going to help that when they're rebuilding from a, from, from a war that we paid for essentially? But uh, no, they're gonna add that factor in and uh, the uh, guide will be to get, uh, you know, the, the people to respond favorably because, oh boy, yeah, this is good. We're going to do it the right way and we're gonna protect the environment. It is so much nonsense that uh, I've, I've, in my own mind, decided what we need is a lot less government protection of our environment and a lot more private property rights where the, pro the property owner takes care of the rights and don't get punished if they do something that helps their property. You know, in, in this day and age, if you defend your property from uh, a, 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 a horde of thugs coming in and tearing your place up and, and robbing you, if you just hold a gun up and don't do anything and say, get out of my place, uh, the thugs get out, they get money and rewards when they go to court, and then the, uh, the owners can get arrested for holding up a gun. So that's that type of investing. That's, it doesn't sound to me like that's a, a good uh, option for what's going on now. And to compensate for the silliness that has been going on in Ukraine for a long, long time, especially since World War II, and especially, you know, since 2014, when we participated and promoted the coup uh, to kick out an a, a elected uh, a president at that time. Chris. Right, Dr. Paul. Yes, private uh, private owners always have the incentive to take care of their property. The biggest polluters in the world, even today, is the U.S. government with the military empire. They are the biggest polluter. Yet they want to tell us how to uh, not pollute the earth. I guess they're the they're the ones that are going to tell us. Uh, so you know, this it was the same way with the Soviet Union. They were massive polluters. Uh, you know, there's no incentive if you don't own it. You, you know, it's the same thing with like a rental car, a rental house. After people are done with it, it it's often trashed because it's not theirs. So I will finish up, Dr. Paul, uh, with my closing thoughts. Uh, as I said earlier, 
more people than ever, I believe, and I would say it's largely due to Dr. Paul, what he has done over the decades, know about the Federal Reserve. I remember reading him and his speeches 20 years ago, and it was, you know, people just didn't know about it. But because now 20 years has passed and a lot more people talk about the Federal Reserve, uh, people that are into gold know about the, the monetary system, how messed up it is. People that are into Bitcoin, same thing. Uh, you know, they when you go on Twitter and read people that are into Bitcoin, they understand the, the fiat money system, how messed up it is. And, you know, they believe that Bitcoin is a solution. So the point is, a lot more people are talking about this today. And that is all for the good, because that's what needs to happen in order to for change to happen. It's still not a majority and it may never be a majority, but you don't need a majority for change. Change is made by minorities that are strong enough. And uh, that day may come someday where we actually have sound money and uh, we should all play a part in helping to make that happen because we know what it's like to live like this and we, we just know that it's wrong. So if we can learn about the financial systems, learn why sound money is superior and then tell others, you know, then you could do your own little part in making a massive change. Very, very good, Chris. You know, I'm going to finish up by making a few comments about cryptocurrencies uh, and admitting from the very beginning and following up on what Chris says. You know, we don't know exactly uh, how cryptos are going to work out. And there's a lot of strong feelings and beliefs and convictions, uh, pro and con on, on crypto. My general position how, uh, over the years, even when I was back in Congress, was to make sure that it was legal to use something other than the Federal Reserve. And that's why I had a bill in to repeal all legal tender law. Uh, and you could use anything you want, but you couldn't use, ever use fraud to deceive people and lie to people. You can't have a pseudo gold standard like the government has and tell you, oh, we really have the gold. No, you couldn't commit fraud, but uh, if there's an alternative to it, an electronic age and a computer age, I mean, there's all kinds of things that might be used. And uh, the question is, uh, who, who's winning the argument? The people who say you can't ever work. It's, it's not enough like gold to work. And others would say it is going to work and it's going to be the currency of the world. I don't know the answer. And I don't think the market totally knows the answer. And maybe it'll come in between. Maybe there will be crypto gold currency or, or whatever. But uh, I think that the, uh, the one thing about this, why I find it fascinating is how, how, did, uh, how did so many people invest so much money in crypto? And, uh, and I think for two reasons. You know, we've inflated like crazy, uh, you, you know, uh, in the last 10 years uh, with monetary inflation. So there's tremendous money out there. And, uh, and, and with the interest rates lower than they should be, you get malinvestment. And that's what we talk about a whole lot. People make mistakes and they may be, they might build uh, too many houses and too many hotels and too many cars. And then you have too much debt and then you have to have the correction. And that's the malinvestment. And some people say, well, that's inflation and they want to protect. So they know that gold has been used for centuries and others argue that no, no, you, crypto will protect you. So you have to get hold of crypto and they see that, that crypto is a protection against the current system. And I don't think the answer is in on that one because I don't think anybody knows which way it's going to go. But uh, in, in a way, it's a result of inflation. But others say 
that you have to have crypto to protect against inflation. Because uh, if, if you just set it aside and say, they're printing money like crazies and prices are going to up too high, I'm gonna protect myself against the inflation. So is it part of the inflation and the mistakes they made? Or is it because somebody is trying to protect? It's probably a mixture of different reasons why people uh, do this. But uh, I was uh, uh, you know, interested in a monetary issue mainly because uh, it was a, it, it made a lot of sense to me and uh, as a libertarian i don't want to impede anything when there's a freedom of choice and another option and uh, that is why i think the government messes things up so badly they're just interfering with voluntarism and contracts live up to your promises and uh, they want to get involved and they get involved too much protecting corporations i think you know over the years you know i said well it's the labor unions they, look, they push the wages up they cause the inflation which which isn't true and uh, then they come along and they say the government uh, should help the corporations just like this bank we noticed today is going bankrupt and implied oh, it's probably going to get a bailout look how many times the banks have gotten ba bailout so it's it, it's it's one of those things that you know they, they do they do the wrong thing and people have to realize that the special interests are so powerful the thing that i'm most concerned about philosophically in the economy is corporatism something that uh invites corporations to take over and losing the benefit of somebody easily saying oh it's the government that's restraining our f first amendment rights uh, but it might be the government working with, uh, you, you know, a big, you know, social media. We'll punish them. Uh, we'll uh, cancel them. We'll punish them. And then they work together, and it's the so social media that's carrying out the restrictions. It gets a little bit messy there. And, and I think corporatism is very, very dangerous. That's where the money control is, and you have pharmaceutical uh, industrial complex. You have all kinds of military industrial industrial complex. Now we have the medical industrial complex. Well, I guess we have to thank Fauci for exposing them, you know, <laughs> how, how corrupt they are. And, and that is so sad. And that really hurts me because there's a lot of good physicians out there uh, that have fought that. And a lot of them got punished over this. And that needs to be sorted out. And to me, whether, it, whether it's the, the financing and uh, any problems that we have, it isn't that difficult. Just follow the rules. And somebody said, well, how, where do you start where you start? And uh, I don't think it's a, a question on where you start. Why don't we get people to start by reading the Constitution and then find out that peace and prosperity can be best brought about by emphasizing personal liberty. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.